Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Hello, Falcoholics. What is up? Welcome to another episode of the Dirty Birds of Brews podcast. I'm your host, Kevin Knight, at Falcoholic Kevin, here to bring you this week's Falcons vs. Saints Week 18 game preview as we have reached the end of the regular season, almost certainly the end of the full season for the Falcons, but it's technically still possible for the Falcons to make the playoffs if they were to defeat the Saints and the Bucks were to lose to the Panthers. Again, both of those things seem like dubious propositions at best, but can't completely rule it out. So there is a chance still for the Falcons to make the playoffs, but they have to win this game and then they have to pray that the Panthers have the game of their season beating the Bucks this week. Stranger things have happened in the NFL, but probably unlikely to say the least. Uh, But guys, we will be breaking down this game here today. The Falcons getting a rematch against the Saints. Opportunity to sweep New Orleans for the first time in recent memory. So Atlanta does have the chance to do that. And you'll never hear me arguing against uh, beating the Saints. But this game does have uh, some draft pick implications as well. Not huge ones. Um, You know, and again, even if they lose this game, it also doesn't have huge implications either. So... You know, it's one of those maybe you, you, obviously you go for the win. You try to sweep your biggest rival and, and hope for the best there, but probably has the biggest implications for Arthur Smith and his potential to return in Atlanta in 2024. We'll get into all that stuff. We'll get into the injury report, the matchups, all that good stuff, guys, as well uh, as the, well, pretty much everything you need to know about this game. We, we will get into here in the next 20 to 30 minutes. But before we dive in, I want to bring you guys a quick word from our sponsors today. First of all, we've got Bet Online. Folks, the NFL playoffs are right around the corner and the NBA season is in full swing. And who else but Bet Online has you covered with all the up to the second odds, news, and scores that you need. With additional odds, lines, trends, and info on both desktop and mobile, you can access the world's best wagering information at any time. Whether you're wagering on the Falcons, don't recommend it. Whether you're wagering on the Saints, Maybe slightly better depending on who you're picking, you know. Whether, but if you're if you're like me this week, and we're gonna get to that on my prize picks, don't worry. Uh, I, I'm avoiding the Falcons. I, I, I'm off the Falcons now in terms of the betting. I'm finally gonna take my own advice. We'll see if it pays off this week. But no matter what you're trying to do, guys, you can head to that website, betonline.ag, today to get in on the action and see all the most recent and updated odds. Just remember when you sign up to use our promo code Believe. That's B L. EAV to receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet online where the game starts. And like I said, guys, let's get into this week's prize picks. You know, I've been teasing it for weeks that I was going to get off the Falcons, that you shouldn't bet on the Falcons and all this good stuff, right? Finally, taking my own advice this week as we're going to go with no Falcons. However, we are picking a player in this game. Um, so we do have, you know, rooting interest. Unfortunately, that I guess technically would be against the Falcons and this would be you know, slightly. But uh, I'm going to go with my guy, CJ Stroud, who I've really loved watching. Uh, and earlier in the year had a tremendous game against Indianapolis, one of his best games of the season. Um, and this number here for CJ Stroud, 257.5 passing yards. Uh, that's pretty much that's like a below average game for him on the season. Um, so Getting a chance, you know, going up against an opponent that he really cooked 
Uh, and seeing an opponent that the Falcons actually cooked through the air, you know, is kind of concerning. Uh, so I have a lot of faith in Stroud to go more than that 257 and a half number. At the, at the same time, he's going to be throwing it to somebody, right? And his favorite guy is Nico Collins, who now has even even less competition for targets than he did when Tank Dell was healthy. So sad to see Tank Dell go out. But again, Nico Collins had a monster game against the Colts earlier in the season. That 72 and a half receiving yards number for Collins is definitely... Uh, an achievable number for him. He's typically going to get more than that most weeks. Both these guys are, uh, you know, a week or two removed from their respective injuries, so they should be firing on all cylinders. And this is a critical game for both uh, for Houston to to potentially make the playoffs. So they're not going to be taking their foot off the gas at all. They've got to secure this win to have a shot here. So I think these guys are going to be uh, dialing up an explosive game plan, and I, I like both of those guys uh, against the Colts on Saturday. And then the one in the Falcons game, we're going to go with Chris Olave, who was the the most reliable player uh, that the Saints had, who put up over 100 yards against the Falcons before he left with injury. Uh, so that wasn't even a full game for this one. He only needs to get more than 63 and a half receiving yards, and I think he will do so. Uh, so that's the three picks we're going to have this week, guys. Stroud, Collins, and Chris Olave, uh, the three picks. You can pick your own. You can pick mine, whatever you want. You know, I've had a little bit of a mixed track record. It's my first first season doing this, you know, so, you know, it cut me some slack, but we've got some big dubs in there. But um, no matter what you want to do, guys, uh, just take a look at prize picks. It is a skill-based daily fantasy game. You pick two to six players, decide if they'll go more or less than their prize picks projection. The more players you pick, the more you can win all the way up to 25 times your money on any entry. And at prize picks, you aren't competing against other people. You're just you versus the projections. Prize picks also has a very generous promotion schedule, including weekly promotions, flex Friday, where you can get some free plays. Keep your eyes open for those reduced uh, player numbers and things like that throughout the week as well. And it's not just the NFL. Once the NFL is over, you can do NBA, MLB, NHL, PGA, college football for as long as that's going. College basketball, as that starts to heat up here, soccer, esports, whatever you want, guys, they've got it and more. And the best part, prize picks entries can be made in 60 seconds or less if you know what you want. And they offer fast withdrawals. It's super easy. And guys, all first-time users that deposit and use our promo code DBB will receive a 100% instant deposit match up to $100. So that means if you throw in $100, prize picks will match and give you another $100. If you throw in $50, prize picks will give you $50. Just remember to use our promo code DBB to let them know who sent you. Uh, really, helped, really helps us out. Appreciate that, guys. Uh, and also, since prize picks is daily fantasy, it's available in 31 states, Washington, D.C., and most of Canada. It's the best way to have action on the game in Georgia, Florida, Texas, among others. So definitely check it out. And thanks again to Prize Picks for sponsoring this week's episode. All right, folks, let's dive into this matchup. First, taking a look at the injury report. I am recording this a little bit early on Wednesday since I'm going out of town. Um, but looking at the Falcons so far, Atlanta. Uh, does have some people not practicing. Two of those are, or one of those is rest, or two of those are rest-related, excuse me. Clay's Campbell and Cordero Patterson both had a rest day on Wednesday. But uh, Drew Dahlman not practicing with the ankle injury he suffered at towards the end of the Bears game. So he's definitely one to watch. Uh, Ryan Newsel replaced him and, and played well and, and typically has filled in pretty well when needed. But that's definitely one to monitor. Uh, DeMarco Helms and Mike Hughes, both in the concussion protocol and did not practice on Wednesday. So they're definitely in question for this game as well. Uh, notably today on Wednesday, we did see linebacker Troy Anderson designated to return from IR. So he actually got in a limited 
practice coming off his pectoral injury. If you guys remember, Arthur Smith did say technically that they thought maybe Anderson would have a chance to play towards the very end of the season, particularly if the team was pushing for the playoffs. You know, I don't really think this counts as pushing for the playoffs at this point, but, um, you know, it, it is it's positive. I hope, you know, even if Anderson just gets to practice a little, I don't know if he'll be active this week, but um, it's good to see him back on the field. Certainly. I'm happy to see him back out there. And then we also saw Zach Harrison limited with the knee injury from the bears game and Taylor Heineke limited with the ankle injury. Um, You know, Heineke, I don't know if he was pulled for injury at the end of the bears game or pulled for performance. I, I don't know. It doesn't really matter to me. There doesn't matter who played. They were all awful, but those are the guys on the Falcons to monitor thus far this week. For the Saints, it's a pretty lengthy report as well. Um, Saints have, I believe, six players not practicing today. Uh, tight end Juwan Johnson, who had a very productive game last week. He did not participate with a chest injury. Uh, safety Lonnie Johnson was out with a knee. Alvin Kamara, notably, was out with an ankle. Uh, linebacker Nephi, Nephi Sewell, uh, excuse me. He was out with a knee injury and tackle Landon Young was out with a knee injury, which is, of course, uh, a little bit dicey because the Saints are, are dealing with some depth issues at tackle. Uh, defense tackle Kalen Saunders also out with a concussion. Uh, so we'll see how he progresses throughout the week. And then there were uh, five limited players. One of them was Jimmy Graham, just limited for rest. But we did see uh, running back Kendry, uh, Kend- Kendra Miller limited with the ankle. Uh, center Eric McCoy limited with a foot wide receiver Chris Olave limited with an ankle injury and then defensive end Peyton Turner limited with a toe injury um, so he may potentially be coming back off IR we'll see um, but that, that he was returning to practice this week for that so those are the guys to watch there obviously the Saints dealing with a number of injuries um, you know it's a it's probably the Saints are up there with the Falcons I mean I would say even more so um, in terms of most disappointing teams in the NFL this year. Um, and you know, they're, they're fairly beat up coming into this game, particularly on the offensive line. So it's not out of the question that the Falcons could sneak in a win here. Um, but again, the saints at home, typically a much better team than when they're on the road. They are healthy in terms of the passing game, assuming Chris Olave plays, you know, Michael, Michael Thomas is out, but the rest of that group seems to be up and running. And we'll just have to see how the Falcons are able to handle it. But uh, let's get right into those matchups here with the Falcons offense taking on the Saints defense. The last time these two teams played, the Falcons beat up the Saints on the ground, uh, put up 228 yards. It was Atlanta's best rushing game of the season. They also had some some decent plays through the air in that one. Um, and if the Falcons kind of thoroughly outplayed the Saints that week. It was nice to see. It was a fun game. It was a big bounce back coming off uh, a bunch of losses going into the bye Good to see the team play there. Um, since then, however, these two teams have basically continued to sputter. All, I would say the Saints have sputtered a little bit less than Atlanta. They're coming off a big win over the Bucks last week where they basically blew the Bucks out for most of the game. Bucks scored a couple garbage time touchdowns to make it look a little better. But New Orleans controlled and dominated that game. Um, you know, the Saints do have a good you know, their, their run defense is pretty mediocre to bad, depending on the day, depending on who you ask. They are still, I believe they are uh, 22nd in yards per carry allowed and 21st in total yardage allowed. Um, so, you know, keep that in mind. But against the pass, they've been significantly better. Uh, eighth in net yards per attempt allowed. Uh, they're also ninth in total passing yards allowed. So 
Definitely a top 10 pass defense, and overall, they're also a top six scoring defense, 13th in total yardage allowed. So this is a good defense. Um, they are vulnerable against the run, which is kind of how the Falcons beat them up last time. Um, but they're they're far from invincible. Uh, you know, and in the passing game, they're good, but you know, we'll see how much the Falcons even rely on the passing game at this at this stage, given how it looked last week. But basically you know the, the saints have great outside corner play they've been they, uh even with marshall and Lattimore out paulson adebo and isaac yadam have, have filled in pretty well yadam maybe sorry if i messed that up um they have had some issues in the slot with Alante taylor although he did have uh, a good game last week against the bucks and got i believe his first career interception um the pass rush has definitely been an issue for the saints where they've just not been able to get to the quarterback very well um, you know, they've definitely missed guys like David Onyemata, right? Um, and guys like uh, some other guys that they've lost over over the last couple of seasons. And they haven't really gotten a ton from rookie Brian Brzee. Um, He's been solid as a pass rusher, honestly, but he's struggled against the run a lot. Um, and then, you know, Tano Passignon is, is, is sort of a, you know, middling, good, you know, solid starter type. They do have good linebacker play. Obviously, Demario Davis is still one of the NFL's best. Um and then Pete Werner, a down year for him, it seems like. Um, but definitely a guy that is still uh, a capable player. And Tyron Matthew has been good. Um, you know, again, not necessarily elite Tyron Matthew, but still a very solid player. They are, looks like they're going to be starting Jonathan Abram next to him, um, who's been a good run defender. He's always kind of been that, but elsewhere he's not so good. So we'll see how that pans out. Um, but yeah, for the Falcons, you know, again, it's just run the football. Uh, run the football as much as you can make, you know, beat up the saints on the ground, try to control the clock, try to limit potential mistakes in the passing game. Um, and, you know, get the ball to Drake London, get the ball to Kyle Pitts, uh, and just, you know, the Falcons offensive line should be able to handle this, this saints front The the saints front hasn't been very good. And the Falcons offensive line has actually been pretty good. McGarry storm Norton, both have been good in pass pro McGarry, the better run blocker Lindstrom's the number one guard in football. Um, he's been great after a little bit of a slow start. Um, you know, Drew Dahlman, we'll see if he plays, but Ryan Newsel, honestly, to his credit, has filled in admirably. So I'm not too worried about that. Matthew Bergeron is definitely sort of stabilized. I wouldn't say he's had a tremendous rookie season, but he's had a solid one. I mean, that's kind of what you're mostly expecting from rookie offensive linemen is they can kind of be solid. That's a pretty good return because you're expecting growth year over year. And Jake Matthews, again, slowing down a little bit as a run blocker, but still as reliable as ever as a pass blocker, um, you know, and he's going to probably get the toughest matchups week, week in and week out, but I think he's he's done well in that area. Um, so it really just comes down to who's playing quarterback. Uh, can they get the ball to these guys or can they are they going to throw four picks again? Uh, and can they run the ball at all? You know, can the running game get going? You know, I think this is a spot where they did have a lot of success a couple of weeks ago, but this running game has been extremely inconsistent. I, I don't know who to trust. I don't know how the carries are going to be distributed. I don't know what they're going to do. This is one of those games where you think they would hammer the ground game and they did it successfully earlier in the year, but this coaching staff doesn't seem to do the obvious thing or do the thing that I would think most teams would do. So we'll see how, how they elect to do things here. Um, but moving on to the Saints offense versus the Falcons defense. This was a matchup that the Falcons definitely ended up winning by the time that game ended. Uh, but some of that had to do with Olave going out. He was the one guy in the Saints offense that was really getting going. Um, you know, again, we'll have to monitor the health of some of these guys because Saints could be down to a third string or fourth string right tackle at this point, depending on if, if Landon Young can play or not. Um, and the Saints offensive line has definitely been one of the bigger sore spots for this team. 
Um, so we'll see, you know, at this point, uh, who ends up playing for the Saints. You know, will it be Trevor Penning coming in if Landon Young can't go? You know, will it be Nick Saldaveri? Will it be Cam Irving? I mean, I, I'm not exactly sure who would get the start there. I know Andrews Pete has basically taken over at left tackle, but um, tough spot there for the Saints. Um, you know, at this stage, it looks like it's going to be, uh, <clears throat> excuse me, James Hurst at left guard. Eric McCoy at center has has been very solid this year. I think he's having one of his best seasons, honestly, maybe his best ever. Um, but the others, the right side has struggled with Ryan Ramchick out. I mean, Cesar Ruiz has not transitioned well to guard. He's definitely been a bust for the Saints uh, through his first four seasons, no doubt. Um, but yeah, without Ryan Ramchick, that's arguably the Saints' best offensive lineman. So tough to be without him. We'll see if this, the Falcons could take advantage. They haven't really taken advantage of backup tackles at this point, given their edge pass rush woes. But you know, if Zach Harrison could play, we know he's been coming on. Maybe the Falcons could get a little bit more out of Lorenzo Carter, who's been playing better. Maybe Arnold Katie can have a game. You know, we'll see. Um, but yeah, on the interior, the Falcons definitely have the advantage once again. You know, David Onyemata's playing great. Clayus Campbell's playing great as well. Um, the Falcons have, have typically done a good job there. It's just the edge pressure. Um, and then the two linebackers are good. They did have a, their probably worst game as a, as a duo last week against the Bears. We know that team is a unique offense and how, you know, Justin Fields puts a lot of stress on your linebackers, but I have confidence in those two to get it done. I have confidence, obviously, in Jesse Bates. We'll see if DeMarco Hellams can clear concussion protocol. Otherwise, it's going to be Richie Grant back at safety again, and we know his liability uh, as a coverage safety. You know, again, Juwan Johnson potentially out for the Saints, so maybe it'll be Jimmy Graham getting the majority of the work. That would, of course, be interesting. Um, but yeah, for the Falcons, it's really going to be you know, does Alvin Kamara play? Does Juwan Johnson play? Those are two big question marks. You know, Chris Olave, he was limited. I don't think there's too much to worry about with his availability, but how healthy is he? And then, you know, Rashid Shahid in the slot. Can Is he going to have a big game or the, can the Falcons shut him down? You know, I don't think you have to worry too much about A.T. Perry. He hasn't really been very effective uh, this year. So, you know, can you put pressure on Carr? Can you stop the Saints run game? You know, whether Kamara plays or not. Um, and can you slow down Chris Olave? You know, AJ Terrell had his worst game of the season last week against DJ Moore. He definitely had some struggles, you know, against Chris Olave, but kind of everybody did. Honestly, you know, it seems like the Falcons have benched Dialfer or benched Dialfer for Mike Hughes, but Hughes is in the concussion protocol, so maybe we will get see Dialfer get a chance to play, which I would appreciate. Um, Clark Phillips has officially replaced Jeff Akuda outside um and i think last last week he did have a very good game um so he might draw a tough matchup you know whether he's playing some against alave or some against shahid if shahid does play anything outside maybe it'll be at perry that he ends up going against which could be tough because perry's a big receiver but phillips for a small corner doesn't have the problems with the big receivers that typically you see so i'm not too concerned there you know can the Falcons get any turnovers on defense? Because they might need them. <laughs> Can they slow down the Saints passing game? That That's really been their strength. Um, you know, New Orleans on the ground, 31st in yards per carry. They're, they're really struggling there, 21st in total yardage. But in the passing game, they're 16th in net yards per attempt. So about average, 12th in total yardage. So this is a, this is a team that likes to, to pass the ball if they can. Um, and they don't really rely on the run game. So I, I have confidence in the Falcons' run defense to be able to get things done here. It's really the passing game. Can the Falcons stop the Saints' passing game? This, this pass defense is kind of hot and cold. You know, the, they can't get consistent pressure. That makes things difficult. But 
I, I'm certainly hoping that this is one week that they can figure out a way to get it done. Um, so we will see uh, how this one goes, obviously. But, you know, a critical game for Arthur Smith more than anything, um, because I think even if the Falcons win, they're probably not making the playoffs. Of course, the door is open. Uh, but we'll probably know by the time this game ends if, if the Bucks. If the Bucks are going to lose to the Panthers, um, you know we'll probably you'll, we'll be monitoring it throughout the day on Sunday, I'm sure. Uh, but I I do think ultimately that if the Falcons don't win this game, it's probably over for Arthur Smith, and the Falcons are looking for a new coach on Black Monday. So, you know we'll see. Uh, I'm definitely not pulling for the team to lose or anything like that. I I'm always in favor of being the Saints. I I don't know if this game really does matter or not for Arthur Smith. It may be that the decision's already been made. It may be that it it does depend on this game to some extent or not. You guys know my thoughts on it. I, I'm ready to move on. But, um, you know, let's see what happens this week. Let's see how the team handles it. Um, let's see if they can go out and sweep the Saints because that is a big deal for the fan base, you know, for morale, just for good old-fashioned, we need to beat the Saints uh, energy. But it's I don't know if it's enough. You know, <laughs> we'll see. It's been a rough season. Um, it's been it's been pretty bad. So, you know, it's always nice to bury the Saints and make sure they don't have a chance to, to make the postseason. So I hope we can do that at least. And then, of course, we'll we'll have to talk about the the future after this game, depending on how this thing goes. But in terms of predictions, you know, I, I do think the Falcons lose this game. The Saints are a different team at home. They just play a lot better. Um, you know, I think this is a team that is very good at home. They typically always are. And they did play a really good game last week against the Bucks. Again, the Bucks are also inconsistent, so hard to draw too much from that game. But I do really... Uh, I just don't like this matchup a lot, especially in New Orleans. It's a place where the Falcons have always struggled to win. It's a place where most teams struggle to win because, again, the Saints are so good at home. So uh, I think the Saints are probably going to win this, you know, 20 to 17 or something like that. I don't think it's going to be a blowout. Um, but, yeah, I, I think it's going to be a rough one. And, and I, I'm not guessing the Falcons will have quite as much success on the ground. Um, you know, we'll see who plays, whether it's Ritter or Heineke or whoever. You know, it just seems like, Another quarterback change is just the way we send this season off. But, um, yeah, that's that's our game preview, guys, for, for this week. Um, just a heads up that I will be out uh, for this game. Um, my vacation is this week. So there will not be a post game immediately following the game. We will do the post game and sort of the season retrospective type stuff or the preview for the upcoming playoff matchup, depending on what happens. Um, probably next Friday. Uh, we'll kind of wrap it all up into one mega show and then we'll, you know, figure out where we're going from there, whether it's draft stuff, whether it's free agency or whether it is, of course, uh, prepping for a playoff game. So, you know, uh, I, I certainly wouldn't be upset with the playoffs. I think that's always fun. We haven't had it in many years, but it's very unlikely. But I'm leaving the door open, I'm leaving the door open for it. But um, guys, thank you so much for watching. I appreciate everyone for, for sticking with us this season here on the Dirty Birds and Bruce podcast. We'll have plenty of off-season stuff coming your way. I'll probably do a mock draft almost immediately. Uh, like I said on, on Trench Talk earlier, uh, did just book my hotel, book my flight and everything. We're all set for Senior Bowl. I will be there for the entire week of practice. So looking forward to that. Looks like we're going to have some top quarterback prospects there, top edge prospects there. It's going to be a good one this year. Very excited. Um, and yeah, I'm looking forward to the draft content, looking forward to free agency and looking forward to seeing what, what the future direction of this team is at this stage. So thank you guys so much for tuning into Dirty Birds and Brews. I'm Kevin. I'm Falcoholic Kevin. Please like and subscribe if you haven't done so already. If you're watching on YouTube, leave that five-star review on your podcast platform of choice. 
And thanks again to Bet Online and Prize Picks for sponsoring today's episode. We will see you guys next week for the final regular season show. Uh, until then, thank you so much for watching. Enjoy the game, hopefully, and we will catch you next time on Dirty Birds and Brews. Have a great night, folks.